0: Love, talk, radio.
1: Welcome to VMB, the voice of Manhattan business, brought to you by the Manhattan Chamber of Commerce. I'm your host, Bruce Hurwitz. You can find me on the web at either hsstaffing.com or fishhookbooks.com. I hope everyone will be able to join me next Wednesday at noon, when my guest will be Rubal Hernandez from Sudakia Group, LLC we will be discussing Spanish language and immigration in the U.S. To learn about all future shows, please visit our website, www.thevoiceofmanhattanbusiness.com. Also, please remember to visit the events page on the Chamber's website, manhattancc.org, to learn about upcoming events on the Chamber's calendar. I am delighted to be joined today by Nicholas Apecci from Manhattan Mini Storage. We will be discussing a marketing strategy to build an iconic brand. Please remember, the opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the participants and do not necessarily represent the views or positions of the Manhattan Chamber of Commerce. If you have any questions, feel free to call in. The number is 805-243-1301 and dial 1 so I know you have a question. Nick, welcome to the show.
0: Hi, Bruce. Thank you. Welcome.
1: It's a pleasure to have you. Tell us about yourself and your company.
0: Well, uh, my name is Nicholas Apicci, like you said. I am a general manager and a member of the business development team with Manhattan Mini Storage. Um, We are part of an organization called Edison Properties, LLC. Mostly, we deal with commercial real estate Uh, We operate in New York City, Newark, and a small operation down in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, I've been with the company about two years now. I originally started uh, my career in finance and moved into other areas of the industry and uh, even crossed the coast to California for a little while. I recently graduated with an MBA uh, in finance. And hope to pursue my career with Manhattan Mini Storage and Edison Properties uh, until they will have me. Uh, I'm the just company, curious. At first, yes. Go ahead. Oh, no. Finish your thought. I'm sorry. I was going to say, uh, getting back to the company, we were started in 1978. Manhattan Mini Storage currently has 17 locations throughout Manhattan. Only um, we are. Uh, a, a, a strong member of the storage community, and in the industry we are well known. Um, we pride ourselves. We have very clean, secure, well-lit facilities, and we run the gamut from South Street all the way up into Inwood.
1: Edison Properties, that's the uh, parking yes. lots,
0: correct? Edison Park Fast, that's correct.
1: Yeah, yes, I thought so. Now, when you yeah. say storage, <laughs> you mean – places where people can go to put the stuff that they don't have room for in their homes. You're not talking about document storage.
0: We're not. Well, no, technically we're not talking about document storage, but our storage facilities uh, house anything that a New Yorker cannot fit into their apartment. And sometimes we do have a lot of businesses that will use the storage facility to house older documents that they need to keep Uh, records of for X amount of years. Understood.
1: Now, our topic, again, is a marketing strategy to build an iconic brand. And as people who listen to this program know, I like to begin with definitions. So what is (laughs) meant by an iconic brand?
0: Well, an iconic brand is a brand that stands for specific values that align themselves with their audience and their target market. Um, it, an iconic brand, it does for what a lot of people, it, it becomes a unique uh, member within its industry. Um, an iconic brand is something that, that just, we built an iconic brand because it just doesn't stick in your head. It stays with you. It stays inside of you. It is something that, um, you repeat or you refer to or you use as a reference when you're speaking about the industry or about other industries or just about something that um, comes across your mind. An iconic brand sticks with you, and it takes you uh, with it on its journey.
1: Now, what's unique about you guys, and hear me out to the end, you've only been around for a really short period of time. As opposed mm-hmm. to the iconic brands of Manhattan. For example, the Copacabana.
0: That's history. Mm-hmm.
1: The Plaza Hotel. Mm-hmm. That's history. The Waldorf mm-hmm. Astoria. That's history. Manhattan Mini Storage is not history. So you've not done yet. something. Th- that's true. But I mean, how <laughs> many years have you been operating?
0: Since 1978, so we're coming up on, okay. I believe, 40 years.
1: 40 years. So I take that back a yeah. bit. But what <laughs> I know. But how long have you been doing your current marketing campaign?
0: You know, um, Manhattan Mini Storage and Edison Properties is a family-run business. It started as a family-run business. It continues to run and operate as a family-run b- business, even though that we are a large, you know, uh, we're considered a large corporation by standards uh, because of the amount of real estate that we do own. Um, we, we're, you know, we've, we've developed a niche in the New York market that literally targets New Yorkers. We have built a marketing strategy that is internal we do it ourselves, and it really hits all of the things that New Yorkers care about, that they talk about, that they're feeling, that is very different from any other city in the entire world. So when we say um, a, a brand that is iconic or that has history to it, we've, our marketing strategy has built a history where a New Yorker knows Manhattan Mini Storage because they remember that funny, political, kitschy, you know, a little edgy ad that they see all over the city. And they'll refer to it. And that's, again, going back to that iconic brand, it sticks with them. It sticks with New Yorkers because they understand it's part of their culture as a New Yorker.
1: That's exactly where I wanted to go. And Mm -hmm. surprisingly, we have listeners not only in New York City, but around the country Mm -hmm. and also internationally, who don't have a clue what we're talking about. So because I want to keep away from politics, I will use the example I used with you of my favorite ad. Uh, (laughs) New York has um, eight professional sports teams and the Mets. That's
0: that's in
1: in Manhattan. I don't believe you put that in Queens, You could have put it in the Bronx, but not in Queens.
0: But people from Queens
1: (laughs) come to Manhattan, and they Mm -hmm. see that ad, they're going to be offended. Most of your ads, I would say, if you're lucky, only offend 25% of the people who see them. But that's the nature of what you're doing. So tell us about marketing. What's marketing for you?
0: Marketing, you know, going back to that ad, That's one ad, like you said, and we'll steer clear of anything else political. Um, What I will say to you is that ad is – our ads are meant to poke fun. They're meant to start conversations – and they're meant to say, hey, that ad is so funny. Oh, yeah, it's Manhattan Mini Storage. So there's a, there's a way about how we do our marketing that, again, sticks with people. They may not like it sometimes, but they're going to remember it, just as you did when you saw me and met me for the first time. You remembered that ad word for word. Why? Because it meant something to you. You may not have liked the ad, and not everyone is going to like our ads, but as a New Yorker, they get it. They get their core – you know, New Yorkers have strong core values. New Yorkers care about the things that are most important to them. And New Yorkers are very infamous for being able to not only make fun of themselves, but to laugh at themselves and to joke about their things that mean something to them because that's just how we are. We're, we're our own niche in the entire world. Um, marketing is, you know – Are are those activities that are done just to communicate our brand, our value propositions to customers, prospects, and New Yorkers? Even if you're not a customer, we're still going to hit you and target you because our ads are going to, you know, spark something within you. If you're not in Queens, you may laugh a little bit more at the um, the Mets uh, ad that you referenced. Um, We do marketing uh, our ads, our website, our social media uh, our, you know, our presence, our customer service, everything that we do is geared towards, you know, expressing the core values of New Yorkers. Um, Why we represent? Yeah, no, finish. I'm sorry. Oh, I, just just to recap. You know, we we represent the values of New Yorkers, what's most important to them, in a way that you know no other company in the industry can do, and a lot of other iconic brands are a little more conservative with their marketing and their ad campaigns. We're very, um, hey, this is what New Yorkers are talking about. We're going to put it out there on a gigantic billboard. You're going to see it all over the city, and you're going to laugh about it. You're going to remember it, and you're going to think of us when you do.
1: Why is a marketing strategy – to well, first I should ask, what is a marketing strategy?
0: Marketing strategy is just, you know, like I said, it's a – it's a strategy that represents and builds on the core values and interests of your, of your demographic, of your target audience. You know, our target audience is New Yorkers. The island of New York is our target audience. So our marketing strategy is geared towards all New Yorkers because we know storage is an essential part of the, of, of a New Yorker's life. You know, many New Yorkers don't live in a 10- or 12-room uh, apartment. So their one-bedrooms and their studios, they're, they're very small by New York standard. You know, New York standard apartments are small. So to have that extra room, that extra closet for all the things that we love the most is, is essential. So our marketing strategy, you know, is built to target New Yorkers.
1: Why is marketing for an iconic brand different than marketing for any other company?
0: Well, we have a reputation, and we have to live up to that reputation. There's an expectation for us to live up to our reputation as Manhattan Mini Storage, as an iconic brand. Um, New brands, new companies, new members of the industry are always trying to break into the market in New York because it's New York. And, you know, they'll focus on their new features, their benefits. Um, but we, as an iconic brand and as a New York brand, have to consider the expectations of our audience.
1: But if I see your ad, all I know is, agree with you, disagree with you, do not important. All mm-hmm. I know is you have a sense of humor. I don't know that your places are clean, that they're secure, that there's, uh, they're open 24-7. All I know is you have a sense of humor. Your competition will put up cleanliness guaranteed, 24 hours a day availability, armed guards on premises, you know, whatever. I'm making it
0: up. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're yes, not
1: talking about the attributes and benefits, and you're no. not even telling a story. You don't have a picture no. of somebody who said I was able to um f- keep my uh, I don't know my my wedding dress because of Manhattan mini storage.
0: <laughs>
1: there's nothing Well,
0: there's it's funny you say that. Yes, I do. Uh the funny thing about that is, you know, a lot of our ads, you know, play on storage. Uh and 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 a lot of our ads are completely irrelevant to the storage industry. Uh recently there one of our ads was um, on 17th Street in the West Side Highway, and it was a drag queen. And she was sitting there with all of her stuff in storage, and it says, I like my wife and kids, but I love my storage room. So um, there's, there's a play on it sometimes. Um, but, again, we, uh, our, our ads have become synonymous with the attitudes of New York. So New York is expected, right? But what makes us stand out is – our reputation as one of the top um, storage facilities in, in New York City. And the reason why I say that, and like you, like you said, you know, how do you know what our rooms look like? How do you know this and that? Well, we have a great referral system. We have a great word-of-mouth system. Um, we're talked about all the time because you see our ads all over the city. We have 17 facilities. So it's almost impossible for you to live in the neighborhood and not see a Manhattan mini storage. Or your neighbor in your apartment building has storage with us. So, you know, when you, when you think about storage and you're talking to people about storage, they're like, oh, my God, Manhattan mini storage. They have those funny ads. Go see them. Tell them I sent you. Or go talk to, you know, my favorite person at the front desk. When you come into our storage facilities, immediately you're greeted, and immediately you feel the sense of security, cleanliness, and customer service. And, and that's really, you know, what our brand is built on. You know, it's, you know, you may not understand our ads as they relate to storage, but when you talk to New Yorkers, everyone knows. And when you visit our facility, you're immediately taken to what you consider the top tier of what you want, where you want your personal stuff stored and protected,
1: you're reminding me of the old Budweiser ads. You remember the ones with the frogs? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Of if you remember the very last one, which they w- when they ended it, they had a woodchuck as a new character, <laughs> and the frogs came back, and they're going Budweiser, and the woodchuck said, "What does or asked What does any of this have to do with beer?" And it was it's the same thing as what you're doing. Your ads, for the most part, have nothing whatsoever to do with storage, but right. it, but people remember them. One more question.
0: Yes, of course. Do
1: you target your ads to the neighborhoods? In other words, is there an ad, that ad about the drag queen that you put in that neighborhood, would you have put it on the other side of town?
0: Yeah, Absolutely. Okay, Um, and that ad did go. It it wasn't just in the 17th Street or the Chelsea locations. That ad was um, at other locations around the city. Again, it's you know whether you live on the Upper East Side or Inwood or Tribeca or Murray Hill, you get the ad because you get the culture of New York. New York is a melting pot of culture, so you know there that ad just doesn't translate in Chelsea. It translates in other parts of the city as well, and all of our ads do, because, again, it's the culture of New York, and as a New Yorker, you live on the Upper East Side, but you work in Midtown, or you work down on Wall Street, your friends live in Hell's Kitchen, and maybe you go to dinner on the Lower East Side. It's a simple train ride for some of us, right? Or walking, or that's that's what we do. We're New Yorkers. That's that's how we are. That's how we live our lives. Where the, the cross culture that you find when you step into a new neighborhood, it, it, it's 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 nowhere else in the world is like it.
1: Now, just a reminder, you're listening to the Voice of Manhattan Business. My guest today is Nicholas Apicci from Manhattan Mini Storage. We're discussing a marketing strategy to build an iconic brand. If you have any questions, feel free to call in. The number is 805-243-1301. And please remember to dial zero so I know you have a question. Please remember the opinions expressed on this program are those are solely those of the participants and do not necessarily represent the views or positions of the Manhattan Chamber of Commerce. Nick, how do you prepare a marketing
0: strategy? Hmm. Um, well, you know, again, it's, it's just one of those things. We do this in-house. So it's, it's a process that takes a little bit of time and involves multiple... Levels of the business, including the family. Don't forget, we're family-owned. So, including the family, they have—they still have—you know—they still have a large part and a large say in everything we do. Um, We prepare our marketing strategies based on the, you know, the pulse of New York, the pulse of our customers, what's going on in the economy, what's going on in the industry, what's going on, you know, globally that's affecting New York City. It's a plan that does take time, and and it's, you know, we're starting to change our ways a little bit, and we understand that, you know, we're trying to solve problems for our customers. So, our marketing strategy, although the ads may not, Influence storage as much or reference storage. We're still using them, and then really building on what is most important to our customers. What is most important to New Yorkers when it comes to the security and the storing of their personal belongings, their seasonal items, their children's clothes, their grandmother's china. You know, and even all the businesses that we deal with, um, restaurants and. Uh, pharmaceutical companies and every industry, every business that has storage with us, you know, they use us because we solve a problem with, for them and we solve that problem for them as, so it makes their life much easier and they can focus on what they need to focus on, not focusing on the moving or the storing aspect. We take care of that for you.
1: You mentioned pharmaceutical companies and I thought of something. Uh, how do you know what people are storing in their, in your facility. And I just thought of that because, you know, a pharmaceutical company is going to uh, store drugs at Manhattan Mini Storage.
0: But (laughs) a
1: a person, how do you stop somebody from storing illegal drugs or um, pirated CDs or whatever in your facility? How could you find out
0: well first how can you, know, you avoid
1: that
0: Well it's a it's a very sensitive topic um, with people's personal belongings and part of our sales process when we meet a new customer is to understand what they're looking to store understand what their needs are you know and part most of the time uh, your personal storage customers are storing they're in between apartments they're storing their furniture they're storing you know books and clothing and whatnot, and, and we try to get, gather as much information as possible. You know, we also have a very – we have strict policies, strict guidelines as to what you can and cannot store. Um, we have a very tight security system. Uh, our cameras – we have cameras all over the loading docks in the office. Um, so we try to monitor as best we can. Uh, the pharmaceutical companies, you know, they're not really storing drugs. They're storing – advertising material no of course product material you know so it's you know we don't always know everything that somebody is storing but we are trained and we are well known enough and we do enough security in our buildings to you know try to make sure that we're not getting people who are storing things that would otherwise be you know illegal
1: I would think that there would be a
0: sorry, that there would be a
1: pattern. Uh, an honest person is going to show up during these hours. They're not going to come in every day. And you could just, you you probably by now with 40 years experience can see if someone is acting strangely.
0: Um it happens i think uh, it's it's weird to answer that question just because um, you don't necessarily you're not going to sit there and go oh let me go store my crazy stuff with Manhattan mini storage you know we've got you know our our sales force is really keen and you know they're really there are some buildings that are 24 hours a day but again they're monitored And our other buildings were staffed very well, and we're trained really well to understand what, you know, what people are storing. You know, we have a strong reputation, and we we maintain our strong reputation because of the values that we place in our customer service, in our skills, and in our facilities.
1: Just to clarify, the only reason I went in that direction was because this is a business show, and. All business owners are interested in security. And we've had people come on to talk about IT security. In this case,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I was thinking more, you know, physical security of your own site and you have experience in that area. But it's off topic. Mm-hmm. So, let's get back to our talk. Talk to us okay. about the implementation of a marketing strategy. You've come up with the idea we'll use it it's not important of the metsad or the um, 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 drag queen ad. It's approved, I take it, by staff, by the family. Who and then mm-hmm. what happens?
0: Well, the, you know, Edison Properties is a wonderful company. Um, started a long time ago in Newark, New Jersey, with parking lots. And we, we built our Manhattan mini storage facilities in our buildings. We own our buildings. They're they're our buildings. The ad space on those buildings is ours. So the implementation of our strategy is a combination of those billboards, subway ads, and a very strong online presence that we keep building and building. Um, We look at what our customers are saying, what our customers are interested, what our customers are feeling. We use our buildings. We use our offices because, again, we own that space. So it's easier for us to implement our marketing strategies because we have the advertising space throughout the entire city um, to give us the visible presence that, we, uh, that we're looking for. We advertise at every location, and you know, it has the ability, because our buildings are so strong, it has the ability to reach the community. So the community knows that we're there. They know that we're providing them with a service that's value added and value driven for our customers. And um, with the amount of ad space you have that we own, you 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 can't really go anywhere in the city without seeing one of our buildings.:
1: What? but, but explain the process?: Well, you I mean, go ahead. No, no, I was just saying, you know, it's, somebody came up with the idea of the Mets ad. So what happened right. next?
0: Well, that, you know, the process is, is like any other company. We develop an ad campaign. We, we get approval. We tweak it. We rewrite it. We, you know, we work it until it's exactly the message that we want to convey. Our marketing team will then begin the process of building the banners and building the ad campaigns and just building where the marketing is going to be most visible, which subway ads are we going to use? Um, and, and then we start to generate the pulse. The, you know, those ads take a long time to develop. They take a long time to uh, be made. And then, you know, hanging them at each building and, and just really changing over that whole ad each quarter is a, is a very long process process. Um, but it happens kind of overnight where you don't see it because we've gotten so good at it. Um, Like I said, it's like any other um, company that develops a marketing campaign. You, you develop the campaign, you tweak it, you refine it until your message is very clear and then you build upon it. And then you start to talk about the outlets that you're going to use and how you're going to use them to get your message across. So part of our team we'll start working with the online presence and social media, and they'll start dripping out those ads. And then the other part of our team is building those banners and then hanging those banners on all of our buildings and making sure that the the continuity is seamless um, and, again, visible to everyone.
1: How long do they stay up? When do you change the ads? Every quarter. Every quarter. Oh, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, last question. Yeah. Okay. last question last week you know and our, by now listeners should know I'm an executive recruiter and career counselor I had a
0: uh-huh.
1: career counseling client she was very good got interviews was not being um, made any offers
0: uh-huh.
1: and we're trying to figure out why it can be a thousand and one different things and I remembered that she has a very impressive engagement ring She's married. She has an engagement ring, wedding band. I told her, I suggested, because this has happened to somebody else in the past, I said, don't wear the um, engagement ring. I didn't say to take off the wedding ring. I said the mm-hmm. engagement ring. It's a suggestion. Mm-hmm. She did it, and she got a job offer. Calls me up. Yeah. Now, it could have been a 1,001 different things. All right? You never Absolutely. know. Absolutely.
0: That's correct.
1: So, I wrote a post on LinkedIn called, When interviewing for a job, lose the ring. And I explain what I just said. Uh huh. That was five days ago. Sixty-five 000, more than sixty-five thousand five hundred people have read it. Over a thousand people have liked it, and over six hundred people have commented on it. The vast majority very negative, and almost all of those coming from people in the staffing and recruiting industry, who obviously were not the audience for the ad but right. some of the comments and you can't respond. I mean 600 comments. There's no way to respond to them. I ignore them. I don't look anymore. But the vast majority of those ads weren't just I disagree with you. These words was as though I was writing in favor of pedophilia. I mean it's unbelievable. Yeah. People lose it. Now I chose not to engage. How do you respond to your critics, and when do you know you crossed the line, so to speak, and you would remove an ad?
0: Um, if you have? Uh, yeah, it's, you know it's, it's tough to you know, you're in an era where social media and the Internet have created billions of critics. So you, you really have to be careful when you say critics because, you know, it could have been, you know, that one person read your ad and really didn't like it and posted it somewhere, and all of the people that are, you know, friendly or, or, or their, their, their influences are, are, are siding with that person will now read the ad. So you, then you have a, 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 an influx of negativity, Um, It could be that your ad just didn't hit people that responded in a positive way. I think social media has taught us that everybody has a voice, everyone wants to be heard, and everyone has an opinion that they feel must be written or spoken or messaged or tweeted uh, or Snapchatted. Um, But as a company, we, we tend to not listen to that and let that influence our beliefs and our core values of our company. Our core values of our company are still um, providing a service and providing the best possible solution to all New Yorkers. We are providing a service to them that they need. So we live up to that standard with customer service. And, you know, building on that, we – we've come up with marketing strategies that, again, poke fun at New York. And not everyone is going to like it. And that's the beauty of our ads. Not everyone is supposed to like them. It is supposed to spark conversation and discussion. That's part of being an iconic brand and having a reputation. But we don't allow the negativity to influence our ads. And if it if it comes to a point where – the ad is so provocative that it just offends people. We're, we're, we're the first to say, hey, you know what, maybe we did push it a little too far and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll take that one down or we'll, we'll, you know, we'll think about in the future how our ads may or may not hurt a specific audience. But, you know, un- unfortunately in today's society, anything you say or write is available for scrutiny, good and bad. And you, um, firsthand can see how something so innocent could be misconstrued a million different ways, positive and negative.
1: Nick, I want to thank you. This has been a lot of fun and, more importantly, very Absolutely. informative. Before I thank let you, you go,
0: what's yes. the best way for people to get in touch? Well, we do have 17 locations, so you can visit our website at com you can find us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook under Manhattan Mini Storage. You can also call, you can call the main number which is 1-800-STORAGE and speak with one of our reservation center operators or you can call me directly at 212-531-3358. Nick, I
1: want to thank you again. And I also want to thank you. You've become a very active uh, member of the Manhattan Chamber of Commerce, and I thank you for that.
0: Bruce, I, I appreciate it so much. This was so wonderful. And let me say that, you know, the Manhattan Chamber of Commerce has become uh, something close to me because it, it does so many wonderful things to the small and medium sized businesses of New York. So I think it's important for us to. Um, hear the voices of New Yorkers, hear the voices of the businesses in New York, and really stand up for them and keep New York the beautiful place that it is.
1: Well, thank you, Nick. I appreciate it, and I hope you'll come back on again. And as always, a special thank you to our listeners, and I am certain Nick joins me in wishing everyone a safe and prosperous week. Yes, I do. Thank you.